Just clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. So. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, look. We suck. Lose faith quickly. You'll <laughs> feel much better if you do. We should change it instead of every Tuesday, every couple of Tuesdays. I was honestly thinking <laughs> that like, well, that's what will happen is we'll miss it and we'll say, well, we didn't get it in time for Tuesday, so we got to wait another week before we can record one. I think we just got to start putting them out as we can put them out. So if we miss Tuesday, we can still put one out Thursday if we can get it recorded. Because we're giving ourselves a pass. If we don't sure. get it done by Tuesday, we go, oh, well, we'll wait for another week. We should just do it that day and then put it out Thursday or Friday. Like, who cares? This isn't, this is nothing. This is right? not anything. This is for the loyal few hundred that listen a week. And I don't even know about that. Yeah. Oh, you don't look at the analytics? I don't look at any of it. <laughs> she never, she never. Had, she never. She never admined on a podcast before. No. Yeah. I don't care. It's like two it's like around three hundred listens a week, which is perfect. Hey, how's it going? Okay. Yeah. Hi. How was your week? How was your last two weeks or whatever it's been? Hmm. We've been sick, so we've also been Back. living in the same house sharing a life together, so I don't know why I'm asking, but this is how you kick things off. I'm so sorry. It's been rough. Say it again. Yeah, I don't know. It's been <laughs> hectic. No, we've all look. Last time we posted late again because I think we were sick, and we got fucking sick again. And my throat's just been killing. So yeah, but also like being at home and with two kids doing home stuff is not not the best environment to try to want to do this, you know, like yeah. on a weeknight, we can't do it until after we go to bed. And by then I'm like, I just want to go to bed too. We're doing it now. No, now, no, <laughs> now though. before they go to bed. So we're trying to squeeze it in there. So if this is garbage, oops. well, just for the next hour, we have no idea what our kids are going to be doing. And if I sound nasally, more nasally than normal. Oops. We're doing this all for you. For who? I don't know. It's just my favorite Janet Jackson song. Oh. Um, so, yes, what has happened since we did this last? Well, the obvious, and I'm sure everybody else has heard about a hundred times already, so we won't go deep into it, is that Kobe Bryant, times. legendary NBA player, uh, passed away very tragically with um, his daughter and seven other people. And, of course, you know the details by now. It's been weeks, so... But that did happen, and mm -hmm. I don't know how big of a... I'm assuming it was a huge deal everywhere, but, I mean, we're, of like, course. 30 minutes from Los Angeles ourselves, so, like, everything around here revolved around Kobe for, like, 20 years, and even after he retired, like, everything is Lakers everywhere around here. They're yeah. by far the biggest sports thing uh, in the area, even bigger than the Dodgers, which is a travesty in its own right, but <laughs> moving on... Uh, so that was wild to that was see. Wild. And look, every take has been taken and made about it. And of course, you know, there's nothing more to talk about. It's just a crazy, terrible thing. It's just a crazy um regardless freak of who accident. regardless of who was involved, you know, obviously. Scandals noted, um, et cetera. But Oh, talking about how No, just talking about like, you know, people get mad if you do mention you know, somebody's um, dark past or like spotted past. And then some people get m upset if you don't. So mentioned and, you know, the one thing that I haven't heard people talk about regarding that, which is kind of the only thing that bothered me. And this is not about scandal or, you know, allegations or anything, but it's about even in the wake of this like tragic, terrible thing that happened with these innocent people, these families two of them happen to be people that were famous mm -hmm. is that in grieving it like online, of course you probably didn't see this cause you don't follow these types of people, but like, especially on like sports platforms, people having to like qualify that they were like a fan of a different team, but they're still upset that Kobe died. And it's oh. like, wait, 
come on, like this is a tragedy, but like you yeah. still are like, well, I'm a Celtics fan and I'm still like devastated. It's like, really? You still have to qualify like what fucking sports team you root for? Like this is... I didn't see it, but Stop. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it just drives me nuts when I see people making... They create their identity based on like what sports franchise they're a fan of as if like they have anything to do with it. You know, it's like, I just, it drives me nuts. It's like you had to insert yourself into this. You had to still make this about your home team somehow. Like this has nothing to do with that. Like I'm a Celtics fan and my heart was still broken. Yeah. Because that's not real. These are people Mm -hmm. like that's just an event you watch every Sunday, like, or whatever, you know, it's like, I, I just hate identifying with, I love sports a lot, but I don't identify as the fan of a, it's not my identity. And so well, just, a lot of people do. I know. And it's a, I don't know why. I mean, it's just a way to feel b- you belong somewhere, I guess. I don't know. But you still had to like brag what team you root for. It's like, I hate the Lakers, but man, this is sad. It's like, dude, he's not, he worked for the Lakers. Like it was his job. Yeah. Like this is a I human get being. wanting to be like, that's my team, but it, there is a time and a place. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they had <laughs> no, people still that. to say, I hate the Lakers, but yeah, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you know, like that's your identity is what sports fan, what sports team you like, regardless of who died horrifically. Like, come on, man, like get a new identity. So identity. <laughs> Good I'm on a roll already. Well, I have a one last thing if we're doing that next. Oh, there is just one so, more thing. So what we talked about last week was a little bit of your upbringing and the churchness. Oh, right. Do you remember that? I do. I just try not to think about it ever. But you yeah, so let's dive right it. into it. You spoke of it. <laughs> let's just get even deeper. My one last thing was just, well, it was questions, really questions sure for me yes huh all right go ahead i've never been interviewed before it's my dream oh well these are going to be the worst questions you've ever had so i'm sorry (laughs) okay did your upbringing affect you with anxiety or is that because of like more so the situation that we have with the kids etc oh no 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 it's 100 percent from from that because it was dramatic (laughs) Yes. I it's told incredib- you I, this right. was my thing, it's and in, you said, no, it's, it's fine. It's incredibly traumatic, um, and you're, there's always this sense of urgency, and everything is based in fear. You know, like you do this because if you don't, these repercussions, these eternal repercussions will be laid upon you. And so, like, everything is fear-based. Like, mm-hmm. you can't, if you don't do this, this, and this, or if you do do this, this, and this, and and then you don't turn around or turn from those ways in time, you'll spend eternity in hell. So everything is based on like, this could happen any moment. And if it happens now and you're not right, you'll be forever tormented. So yeah, all the anxiety is based in that. So did you grow up then with intense anxiety or did it just kind of spark when you were older? As much as you could have as a kid. Yeah. I was always terrified of either being in trouble because it wasn't just Oh, I'm going to be grounded. That, I see. I was never, I never got grounded. No. I got, I mean, I was spanked a lot, but a lot of people were spanked a lot. I was as well. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, that's got its whole other set of issues, but it's not right. related. But there was a, a more intense implication of like, you're not just in trouble for like the rest of the week or like for the rest of the day. You, this has like eternal implications. Like you're in, in trouble it. with God. Yes. <laughs> and like you, your, your soul hangs in the balance. Like I remember I got just in so much trouble for the smallest things. And it wasn't even like, I think I talked about this on like one of the very first episodes. It's just, I swore or something. And it wasn't like, Hey, you can't say that. That's not nice. That's not a good word. Yeah. It was like, you'll, that's a sin and you'll burn in hell for that. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, is this your rule? Because I don't see it written anywhere, but they're telling me like this is going to make or break my salvation. So yeah, everything was constantly heightened to like the nth degree because your soul hangs in the balance. Goosh, geesh. I am so scared. I have a second question. I'm ready to get hurt again. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'm just okay, trying to be funny. Um, this one... Will you ever be able to get past it, or are you forever on autopilot, 
Can you enjoy life? Are you happy? This is me being past it. But like, you can't forget about it. But are you on autopilot though? Um, a lot of the time, yeah. But I, I don't know if that has something to do with that. I'm sure it doesn't help at all. Yeah, I guess it's all wrapped up in that. But that, I, but autopilot might be happy for you. Autopilot right? is more just a way to like avoid survive, survive. Yeah, to not get like survive. too deep into your anxiety <laughs> and and feeling depressed. And it's like <sighs> I can either feel all this stuff and uh-huh. be a mess, or I can like turn it off and like not really feel much. I mean, I, I, I'm extremely emotional, but it's like, it's not about like life stuff, you know, like I can't, mm-hmm. that's why I think I like movies so much because like, I can't let myself feel all that about real things going on because that induces so much anxiety. Yeah. But I got to let this emotion out somewhere. So cue music, I'll cue get deep into this movies, film. you know, yes, mm-hmm. because like, oh, I can feel it here and project it there. And then I know that when the credits roll, like those aren't my problems. And I can I can do another hour and a half on like what we talked about last week. For example, I kind of think that's what faith is in general. It's just like, ah, I got all this stuff and I can't fix it and I can't, I don't know the answer. I can't figure it out here. You take it, spiritual being, you deal with it. Okay, now I've, I've passed that, those issues off onto something else. Mm-hmm. Good, now I can breathe. Oh, I do that with movies. Or, or just like with inner things I'd enjoy, like dive into those, you know, yeah. and then I can sit, I don't want to, cause some people will like search for that stuff in life, just like drama or intensity. And like, mm-hmm. I, I want white bread, plain, like no surprises, no excitement in my real life because like <sighs> calm, I'll watch it on screen and go, yes, I can. Ad- Which is kind of, um, ironic because of the kids, sort of, you know? Did mm-hmm. that throw you for a loop with everything else? What, having kids? No, I mean with, like, the kids having autism. Oh, well, yes. Because nothing's and ever just really calm. In general, well, like, yeah, and having kids, of there, course. There were so many years for, like, so much stuff, especially when we were first married and everything, that I was, like, just dying inside about. And, like, I couldn't, didn't want to talk about them because it's embarrassing and I didn't want to express how... I just... This was, is the first time just, hearing of there's this. There's just constantly a feeling of like, I don't want to be here. And it's like, I don't want to be anywhere else either. It's just like, I don't want to be in this situation. I don't want to be doing this. These are adult things that I'm not, I've never been equipped to deal with. I don't know how to handle these like adult life. When we life. were first married? Just, I don't think we just, did anything. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, we're an apartment. I don't know what that means. Like, uh, f- like full-time serious job. I can't handle that. Like all these things I just want to escape from because it's like, but you it's had so that before we were married. Yeah. And then it just intensified. It was like, now you're married. Now you have to have kids. Now it's you're like, on Wait your a minute. Own. I don't know what this stuff is. Like, I'm not equipped for this. I was never prepared for this. Well, I'm glad we we waited for a while after, you know, before having kids at least. You know, some yeah. people don't. And it, luckily, like, p- parenting with them is such a natural thing. It was just... Yeah. But for me, it was just like, I don't want the responsibility of anything because it just is so overwhelming mm-hmm. with anxiety that it's like i if i i just want to like be zoned out that's the only way i can survive so sorry (laughs) i mean it's fine because yeah i don't know where to go from there but yeah like i said i could go on and on and on you know with 15 more like points i want to make about so many and i wrote them all down after we did the other do you have anyone yeah but not stuff i like it's like reiterating the same stuff like i don't want to harp on stuff because like what i'm realizing now is like above all i just want to be like at peace you know like Mm -hmm. and like what am i gonna drudge up old stuff like in a way it's kind of a defense mechanism and yes you should probably work through those things more but also you know if you escape from being held prisoner somewhere like do you want to turn around and just like think about it all the time or do you want to like keep moving and try to be at peace because I, I could either be furious and bitter about all that stuff or I can just be happy that I, I'm gone from it and that I'm free from it now and it helps you appreciate everything more and have more just be more aware of like how much better it is than it could have been and I just want to be at peace like even with everything like 
because I couldn't be, I can be very bitter and cynical and like judgmental about, um, a lot of things, a lot of things. I have to tell you sometimes, but not like, like chill like, out. Luckily not about like serious issues, like worldviews or political issues. Like right. with that stuff, I'm hyper liberal about, you know, and like not judgmental, but and I'm, I'm still trying to get even more like open-minded about things, which as far as I know and feel I am on everything, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there are still blind spots that are there that I want to be aware of. Yeah, yeah. I want to ha- be, have more self-awareness on anything and, and expand even more and be even more accepting and inviting. And, um, because yeah, like it's just it, but I'm talking about like little insignificant things, like getting upset that this person is famous or this person is successful or why are they dressed like that? Why do they like that style of music? It sucks. Yeah. These small insignificant things, I've gotten a, so much better at it, but you want to get even more like it's all good. Everything is good. You know, whatever you are, whatever you like, whatever you do, mm-hmm. it's all awesome. And instead of being like, well, you like that? I hate that. Marvel movies? That's trash. You'd be like, oh, you love Marvel movies? Oh, that's your thing. Okay, cool. Let me celebrate that for you. My thing is that's this. That's not what you told me when I said I wanted to start watching the Marvel movies. Well, I knew you would never start them. I never. I never... tried and you didn't support me so I couldn't finish the first movie. I support you on your journey and I'll be here when you get back. But <laughs> oh. instead of being like trying to convince people, which I've stopped doing years ago, but it still like would make ruffle my feathers. Stop trying to convince people to like the things you like, which I've, I've stopped doing, but you know, it's still, it's, it's still there. Seated sometimes. Yeah. I want to like celebrate other people's interests, even if they're not the same as mine whatsoever. So mm-hmm. like, instead of like, we just watched that Taylor Swift documentary on Netflix. And like, I actually used to like Taylor Swift when she was a kid. Me too. Cause like, this is great. It was she's my kinda, alarm. I remember she's kind of yeah. tearing down these boundaries and, uh, I don't know, just being different from all these other, and then when she tried to get into like pop and trying to be a little bit more whatever, I was like, that's fake. That's and like being more judgmental and like not. Ex- and now yeah. it's like good for her. Like whatever you do, if you're not hurting someone, good for you. Like whatever. Yeah, she's I'm annoying the same at sometimes. Way. I and don't you know what? care. If she knew me as a person, she'd find me annoying sometimes. If I sure. ever existed on her radar, she wouldn't think I was perfect either. So I'm just trying to like and be um, supportive of anything, which luckily I feel like I am on like serious issues, but I'm talking about insignificant stuff like film preference. Right. <laughs> just dumb stuff, you know, like well, I who know. cares? Well, you're not doing a good job because anything that I watch, you always say, I can't believe you're watching this. <laughs> well, just, what I mean by that is like we have a premium on like there's a very small amount of time we have to – um, indulge in like, yeah, wh- and interests. I'll do whatever the fuck <laughs> I, I know, want. But I'm like, we have we're gonna watch one or two movies this week, and it's gonna be this. Like, come on, let's get something better going here. But for you, but that's for you, right? right. So then I'm like, okay, perfect. You watch that. That that would be awesome. And then I'll watch this on the iPad, and then we can. You've never said that. You always you always give me a hard time. Well, I thought I, it was obvious that I was joking. I couldn't, I really don't care. You son of a bitch. Hey, what movie hey, was hey. that too, by the way? That you were watching? It was a recent one. Mm. Yeah. And you were like, I can't believe you're watching this right now. Uh, I don't know. But I know you'd seen it like five times too. Yeah. And they're usually like older movies and they're garbage. But I like that kind of stuff. It makes me feel good. And I just dig it. You know? Yeah, and I'm starting to like let up on. So I used to be like terrified if if I let other influences in, then I'll for like lose my identity, or I have like a clear path of like what I want to spend my time on and what I want to be invested in. And if I let something else in, it'll like make me reevaluate what I'm in, what I'm into, and I don't want to like. I'm like, no, I have my identity. It's set. It's funny because I don't compartmentalize people like that. But I do it with myself. Like I don't, I tell myself, this is what I am and this is what I'm into. And I like that identity. So I don't want it, I don't want it to be threatened. So I won't listen to this, this, and this, or I won't look at this type of thing. You know, I'm afraid if I see something else, it'll make me change my preference or my, my taste. And I don't want it to be changed. 
but I'm le- learning to let that go too because yeah. no matter how many like just fun action movies or like comedies I I watch, I I always reset to like what I'm really passionate about. I know we talk about movies a lot on here. I don't know. Perfect. Why. Let's go see Jungle Cruise. Well, see, well, see my natural instinct is to say I'll never watch that, but um because I'm like why well, I. I don't get to watch as many movies as I want to. So if I'm going to get to watch a movie, it's not going to be Jungle Cruise. Here's what I'm looking at. It's going to be a fun experience. We're going to be together. It's going to be, it might, it might be one of those movies that's so terrible, but it's hilarious. I'm just looking at as it, like, it's going to be fun either way. And I'm looking at it as like, I need to get more research in. Yeah. You were looking (laughs) at as like a project, as like a, um, studying yeah and i'm just like let's do this yeah like i've said before too it's very very hard for me to have fun and i definitely don't like spending money on experiences except like the one experience i'll spend money on is going to the movies other than that it's like if it's not a tangible thing that i can get like some years of use out of i'm not spending the cash on it it's a waste of money to me but i'm trying to let that go too yes because we are going on a summer vacation uh, we're definitely going to a hotel for Valentine's Day, and, and it's summer, not for what and you the think. Vacation. It's not for what you think either. It's not. You know what? It's, it's not strictly be- for sex, <laughs> right? No, it's not for Valentine's Day. It just happens to fall on the weekend where we just can't take it anymore. Exactly. So we got to get out of here, <laughs> and it's just up the road. It's the same place that we went to before when we went to a hotel. Remember? Yeah, I do remember. Do you remember that? Yes, you were there. I was there. No, we can go see Jungle Cruise, and you know what? No, I, I don't even think that's out anymore. I meant Jumanji too. Well, the line has to be drawn somewhere. Well, The Rock is in both of those, well, so it's I'm basically sorry. the same I'm thing. I'm sorry. To quote my man Jason Priestley? What? In Tombstone. Oh. Sorry, sir, but we got to have some law. This is just the Wild West, what you're describing. There's Jumanji no. too. You just said Jumanji Boo. I'll be there though. Off. I'll be there, and at worst case, I take I get a nice nap. You're driving. Out of it. You're gonna. I be eat there. some red vines and I take a nap. Win-win. No, you'll be awake. It's a win-win. Um, you were talking about being at peace with all the stuff. Do you know, just if people are different than you, not different than you, but if they have different interests. I want to make a whatever. huge point. It's only on insignificant like interests and preferences. Yes. This is not about anything serious like lifestyle or politics or anything on that scale like no i'm talking about like dumb things like 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 you like you've already said yeah i my whole thing when i was younger and for a long time even recently like anything that anyone liked like i automatically hated i could not like anything that anybody else liked Mm -hmm. or if there was like some sort of popularity to it i it was just instinct. It's instinctual to, to you're right. It just I couldn't be involved if anything right. had anything any type of whatsoever. mainstream popularity. But I've also let that go as well because I Everyone like what goes I fucking that like. Phase. Uh, yeah. So everybody who doesn't who, that phase lasted me twenty years. It's, yeah, it has. Um, everyone Excuse goes. Me? Through, it has. Everyone <laughs> goes through that phase, or everyone who's not fortunate enough to be like popular. In school, usually we'll go through that phase. Excuse me? We'll go through that phase of, wait, I'm not accepted at the cool table. Well, then I hate anything that might be considered cool. And then you, that's when you find like underground shit. No, I wasn't part of the popular crowd by any means. I was head of the alternative crowd though. Just kidding. Wow. (laughs) So popular in your own right. No, fuck. No, I'm kidding. I hung out with one or two people maybe. Mm. Yeah, we've covered all that. I know. Do but you? But what you I'm saying is, there. yeah, that happens. Like, I kind of went through that in high school where I was super into some, all like, all underground stuff. And, like, it had to be something you'd never heard of. Yes. Or if somebody started liking something that you liked, yeah. it was like, no, only me. I remember. You can't do that. You can't uh, like yeah, what I like. Yeah. I remember a kid got um, really mad that Limp Biscuit got popular. <laughs> And I was like, really, Limp Biscuit? But um, he was into them. 
He's like, I saw them play before their first record came out. I knew about them before anybody. Oh. And then they got huge. And he's like, all these posers think they know who Limp Bizkit is. That's and I was like, great. They were destined to either never be heard of or get huge. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But for the same thing. And then I, and I was like that for a, a long time in high school, too, until I was like, you know what? I'm just depriving myself of so much stuff that I secretly like. Yeah, and no one exactly. cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no one cares that I like something they've never heard of. You're so much happier when you just fucking live and don't worry about anything else. Well, you're looking for a way to be like, well, I need a way to like be one up on somebody. So it's like, yeah. I like all this stuff you've never heard of. And you expect them to be like, whoa, you're so much cooler than me. And they're like, oh, really? I don't. I don't care about that stuff because yeah. I've never heard of it. Oh, I'm not, I'm not impressing anybody. Right. Like the whole, I knew about this before you or it's just so fucking stupid. And I remember being like, oh, well, I remember when Pinterest was a invite only thing and I knew about it before everybody else. Christ. But it's like, who gives a shit? I don't even like Pinterest anymore. It's so, it's all so pointless and irrelevant and just... Well, I think that just happens with getting older is like that stuff was fun when you're young and you got nothing else to do. And it's like, like I got real life issues. (laughs) Like, yeah, I I don't care care. who found what first. Like, I'm going to like what I like. Hey, you know what? And I just wait for other people to find things and I go, oh, yeah, I like that, too. (laughs) Like, it's I'm I think it just happens. It usually happens sooner. But um, yeah, that's that. No, it's not. Well then that's this. This is this. Thank you. This is us, NBC. Uh, didn't you have something else you wanted to talk about? Poop, goop, shoop, boopy-doop. Goop-de-boop, shoop. Everybody love everybody! Come on! Well, it's definitely not a one last thing because I've never spoken of it. Well, we talked about the goop thing before, though. Oh, shit, you're right. Wasn't that My the bad. last time? Was it? I don't even remember. See, it's been so long. We don't know and we don't care. We don't give a (laughs) shit. This is about, so Goop came out with like a little, I guess it's a little docuseries type of a thing on Netflix. It's called Goop Lab. Anyway, um, I watched it and it's all pretty interesting. And I made you watch a couple of them too. What did you think? Just one. Well, you should watch the other one. Well, the one that you did watch was with um this guy called Wim Hof and he is insane to me it's just he's very interesting uh I'm just really intrigued by the whole thing his his deal is like breathing and cold healing so like a lot of just being out in the cold like the literal snow being out just sitting there and like meditating Mm -hmm. cold showers cold like ice baths um Along with breathing Along exercises. Along these specific breathing exercises it's that like he does. It's like a meditation slash breathing It's all um, basically just like a mind over matter situation. Uh-huh. And they've done uh, studies on him. They've like given him, they've injected him with um, E. coli and he has stopped uh, the bacteria from like entering his system and causing all of the side effects just by like doing these breathing techniques and basically just over mind over matter which Mm -hmm. is just it's the whole thing is just like blows my mind yeah it's pretty interesting and i actually have read a book from another guy another doctor his name's like um joe dispenza i don't want to get too off topic but he wrote a book that's very similar to those sort of techniques it wasn't dealing with like cold therapy or breathing so much, but it was heavily about meditation. Mm -hmm. Forget the name of the book, but it was very much about like, you can control your outcome of things by like, you like retrain your brain to like lose. It's very inter. Yeah. It's very like detail oriented. So like, but basically saying like all these things, feelings and just memories and like experiences form the way your brain thinks, but you can like, change the power of your own mind can like reshape the the pathways in your brain and like create a new memory basically of an event or a new experience and like remove that traumatic thing from your mind or Mm -hmm. if you have anxiety or um insecurities or just it's very fascinating and the only thing is like I, i read the whole book and it was like this thing's describing me perfectly and it says you can change all this by 
I'm like mental, whatever. But then it was like, you got to do all of this intense meditation for a very long time. And, mm. and that's the hardest part is yeah. to get in there and try to do that stuff. But uh, it's called breaking the habit of being yourself. Um, so it's kind of like the same principles, like, or being able to do the same thing. Do you have that book? I have it. Yeah. Yeah. I read it and it was like, oh, that's exactly me. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all, all the things, your shortcomings basically are just like in your head and if you can remove them from your head you know like you're it's all about your the way you things that like trigger your way you feel and your your thought processes and you can retrain those to basically create a new brain so that you don't think the same way anymore well i get that but this is a little bit different because it's like physical based yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like he he doesn't get sick at all because he's just like trained himself mm-hmm. well, to that, just oh, not get sick. That was the correlation. Is this guy also claims that a lot of his people who have impl- implemented his stuff have like had cancer and don't have it and oh, never did any that. cancer treatment okay. or like haven't gotten sick in like the six years, years that they've yeah. started using the practice. But Same it with takes this, dedication. It 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 really does. But I just thought that whole thing was. But Insane. the ice, the ice stuff, the cold treatment is truly, and the breathing, the breathing is huge. Like you mm-hmm. can, you know, your whole body, you can control yourself with all these things, you know? It, oh, and, 100%. But it, even if you go to a therapist, which I've done, they talk about like breathing exercises for anxiety. And breathing is hard. It really to is. To breathe like, the right way. Correctly. Yeah. yeah and it it's will, hard. Like, it, it just it does everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then obviously like the cold treatments, yeah, is so good for your body. Mm-hmm. And then it just on its own, you know, that's why like athletes take cold baths, ice baths after. That's why they have the cryotherapy now. Exactly. Too. So if you do that, plus you do it with intention with it, you know, some sort of like meditative intention, mm-hmm. it can do wonders. So something cool to look check it out, I guess. So everyone, take a cold bath. And then um, report back and tell us how you feel. Well, it, it, you, you should watch the thing if you can get through like the whole like goopness of it. Well, it's not even, it's not as bad as I thought it'd be. It's I, not it as was, bad as I thought it would be. You're right. It's way more tolerable than mm-hmm. I originally thought. So they do, uh, one is with that guy. Another one is um, they're exploring like MDMA a little bit, which is... um mushroom type uh, stuff yes uh, it's a th- i think that's a synthetic psilocybin so a psilocybin is like what it's a psychedelic magic is a psychedelic it's like a magic mushroom which has gotten a, over the cup over a long time now has been getting a lot more research and much more um respect and notoriety as being one of a, a different way to to treat like ptsd especially PTSD and like depression and other things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like sort of a radical thing to some people, but to some people it's like, it's the most obvious thing. So it's just, you know, there's well, a, lot there were a lot of stigma about drugs and yeah. things like that, that I think we as a society really need to change, you know, but well, I, mean, I mean, that takes so much time. They'll give they a used child to, oxy. Right. <laughs> so Jesus like some things Christ. used to be like unheard of, you know, mm-hmm. and now it's like, oh no, that's, common use now because like we finally learned the benefits of it so it's just another thing like that weed was people are doing 20 years in prison for weed yeah. and it's legal now it's which crazy is a whole other thing you can get into but we won't today so like one day this stuff will be over the counter or at least prescription based yeah they're you know? very small micro doses yeah of course that so it's not like help. and and again with that stuff too is like what intention are you doing it with? If you're doing it to get high and have a party, that's all you'll get out of it. But if you're taking it with intention, you know, as weird yeah. as it sounds, it will benefit. It can work in your benefit in that way. Instead of taking an SSRI, which is like an antidepressant or mm-hmm. things like that, this will will it's like a natural way of treating those same things. And a lot of times it's yeah it treats it in. Um, I guess a more successful way. Something to think about. So, and if you think, oh, that's trash, that's cool too. Throw it in the trash. So that was it. They had just a couple episodes, like those two. I think another one was like energy healing and Reiki. 
And then just a lot of talking about in the Western world where basically achievement over fulfillment. And some of this, some stuff you might think, well, that doesn't really work or it's just a placebo and it like makes you think something's happening. And to that, I say, I agree a hundred percent. So some stuff you, th- you tell yourself it's working and then like you feel the change and that's just a placebo effect. But for some people, placebo effects work for me. They don't, but for a lot of people, like a placebo works, even, even if it is truly a placebo, it goes back to mind over matter. Like if you think mm-hmm. a change is being made, your mind it, uh, basically gives your mind a pass to do the work. Right. You know, which is it, some people that takes faith, which is basically how what I describe faith as is almost a placebo or, you know, this this thing, this belief system has given me permission to feel better about my circumstances. And now I can go about my day knowing that just feeling different and feeling transformed is when you did it all yourself. You know, it was your own mental capacity and power of mind over matter that created this, but it's hard to just say we're doing it ourselves. So we need a thing to project it on to basically allow ourselves to do the work in our own mind. So, and again, I don't want to go off for an hour about how that's what religion and faith is, but anyway, so placebo works. It doesn't work for me because like sometimes when people take something, they go, Oh, I feel relieved that I got my medicine or whatever it is. Now I'm going to feel better. And then by thinking that, the, the change in your mindset and your thinking makes you better. I don't take medicine or things that way. I go, this better work. No, I'm the opposite. <laughs> I am a placebo effect. Yes, you're person. a complete, you're an entire, and you're completely a placebo effect. Yeah. Which means that, okay, it's working then. It's right. Not, it's not actually doing anything, but it's giving you permission to let your brain do the work. And yeah, I'm it's not telling like that. me, hey, you can calm the fuck down now. Yes, because I took the thing that's going to fix me. That would be like um, if I went to the doctor and I was worried about something, which happens. <laughs> and the doctor sure. says, uh, no, you're fine. And I go, oh, okay, I'm fine. <sighs> so it's like, kind of like Nothing that. changed. You didn't even take anything. But yeah. just being given permission to relax, your mind relaxes. So like, Yeah. It, but uh, if they were to say take this and then you'll be good. I would. And then I would, that, even if it, would it was work, literally it just like an that. empty pill because yeah. it's all in your head. Oh, my head is so, a prison. So we can do that stuff on our own without anything, but mm-hmm. it's very hard to convince ourselves that we have the power to do it or like that yeah. we're capable of doing it. So we look to other things. Well, give me this or read this book or I, I have to do this in order to allow myself to feel better about it. And that's fine. If that works for you, go for it. That is a placebo effect. But I don't, I'm always like, you got to prove to me that this thing has real things in it. That's going to physically change me or else it's not. So I don't ever get a placebo effect. So I have to like, no, this thing better actually take the pain away. I don't take it going, thank God I had that. And then I feel better now. I'm like, let me take these two pills and, in half an hour, the pain better be gone, and I'll be waiting to see if this thing actually works. So, and it never therapy does. did not do me a lot because sometimes just the act of going and getting it off your chest, it's like, well, that feels better. Yeah, I would just go get it off my chest and be like, now, now I'm now I'm really worked up about that thing that didn't give me that didn't give me that effect. Maybe you didn't have the right therapist then. You well, only went to the one. Sure. I you had only had the one person. <laughs> I did not have insurance <laughs> to pay for anything but yeah. base level. Um, so yeah, anyway, cool. We all have the power to like do that ourselves, but we don't have, it's just accessing that part of our, it's much easier to say like, Oh, if I drink this, then I'll feel better. Mm -hmm. But it's like, well, you could feel better now uh, by your own doing like mental power, but it doesn't feel right to be like, Oh, I'm just going to make myself feel better. It takes a lot of work and practice. Yes. So like, it's easier to be like, well, I have to do this thing first in order to allow myself to think this thing is fixing me, but it's really just myself letting that shit go. But I can't just let it go. I need this pill, which it, if sometimes the pill is the actual thing yeah. and it actually does. Mm-hmm. And that's great too. And sometimes right. it's nothing. Sometimes it's like homeopathic thing that might not be anything but herbs, but it makes you think I'm better now. And by that effect, you are better now. Okay. But those things also do. And do sometimes things. they don't. 
Well, yes, they do. Well, they work in the placebo effect, and that's fine too. No, they don't. Well, that's a not that to disagree. Stuff. I think most of it's a placebo. Homeopathic stuff? No, like herbs and like some people say vitamins aren't anything, but it's like makes you the fact that you're taking vitamins tells you I'm being healthy. Now I feel better. You know what I mean? I mean, you could go on and on and on. That conversation is never ending. That's what I'm saying. Like either it actually is doing something or it's telling myself that it's doing something. And by that, I feel better. Either way, something's being done chemically. You know, I don't that's know. the placebo effect we were just I don't, saying. That's yes, how it works. I know. Of course. But like some things are what they are. Some things. And some things are this is this is an excuse to, to fix yourself. And you do feel better because you think this thing where it fixed you. But really, it was just you telling yourself you feel better. OK, but let's there are ingredients in things. Mm hmm. So what do you say to that? They don't do anything, but you think they do something. How so do you th not think that thinking, they do anything? By thinking they do something is making you feel better. How do you not think that they well, do they anything? Well, they don't do harm, but they also aren't going to fix that problem. But how do you know that? Did you study those? Um, Did you study homeopathy? No, but you don't need no? to. If it's working, it's you're good. Regardless right, but, of how or why. Yeah, I get that. But you wouldn't take it thinking that they're not going to work. If you don't think they work, you wouldn't take them. But if you think they work, <laughs> you can take them. Off. And even if they don't do anything but make you think that they work, then they worked. Yes, I get what you're saying. But I also know that there are ingredients in there that are specific for certain things that do work. I don't think it's just an empty nothingness. No, it's, it's twofold. It's like this stuff's good for you and also it's going to make you feel better. By thinking that you, by you'll feel better. You'll have peace of mind knowing you took something better for you. I don't, I don't you. know because a lot of that stuff helps with inflammation and stuff like that, and that doesn't just go away. And then I think what I think, I think, um, I think the best benefit of it over anything is knowing that you're taking care of yourself, knowing that you're taking steps to. If you have inflammation, I'm taking steps to take things that would get rid of it. Makes me feel better. Fuck off. <laughs> Okay, so what's after that? Zippity doo dah. You can go to hell. Um, <laughs> we. Okay, I want to get this out of the way because it'll be quick. We did get a little, a little, a message from somebody, and I don't even know if you remember it. Uh, if you read it, I'll remember it. About the junk. <laughs> I was just gonna read it really quick. The junk. The uh. Junk, dunking. Oh Lord. Here it is. Hey guys, I don't have a question, but I do have some interesting info my 16-year-old nephew shared with me. So the word on the street is that balls, testicles, have uh, taste receptors and can taste strong flavors like soy sauce and orange juice. I thought he was just messing with me, but I looked it up and it's a real thing. I haven't found anyone willing to dunk their junk for science purposes, but I have so many questions. A- how much or how little can you taste? B, where do you taste it? And C, what the fuck, how? Just thought I would pass the good word along and see what your thoughts are on the subject. P.S., totally still listening. No, that's not going to be a thing. Okay. Well, There's it might no happen this weekend when we go to the hotel. No, absolutely not. I'm bringing orange juice. Because all I have to do is think of orange juice and I can taste it. So I don't... What? What? Okay. That will, anyways, if anybody wants to try this, go ahead. Have your partner do it if they want to. Um, and then report back to us because I'm super curious. If it were me, I'd do it. I'm not comfortable talking about the existence of genitals. What? <laughs> we, we talked about it before. I don't like it. I told you I was going to read this message and you were fine with I'm it. I'm fine with you reading the message. I'm not fine with dunking my junk. I don't even want to acknowledge that it's there. Well, I'm going to dunk my junk. Maybe Please it'll work do. that way. Uh, good luck to you. I think it might burn. That is a possibility. Yes. I won't be dunking my junk. No. Thank you, though. Anybody who wants to try it, go for it. He's not going to do it. No, I won't be there. Um, we're moving on. It's about to get all stupid Something, up in here. This is funny because I had this observation multiple times, but also recently. And then when I brought it up to you, you said you had thought just recently thought about the same thing. And that thing is 
all cool places are ruined by cool people. And when I say cool people, that's in quotes. But cool places is sincere. Like um, coffee shops. Uh, Barber shops. Oh, I don't know about that. But, I don't know. Um, restaurants. Um, scenic Roots. locations. Um, <laughs> um, shopping centers. Like we, I um, think we were driving. and Park. Yes, like this is a really cool spot. It's a great scenery. It's got great food. It's a really cool little place. Mm-hmm. And it's full of hipsters. Like most, some people might call me a hipster, but like I'm definitely not cool enough to be there. But it just seems like every cool spot is like just overrun with people and it, it ruins it. Well, they are. And this is not, um, for me anyway, not, a, not bagging on quote unquote cool people. I feel bad. I'm not one of them. Well, some people might. It all depends. It's all it's all relative. Like some people would look at you and I and say, "Oh, you are one of those people." Totally. But also, I'm not. I don't feel I like it. I wear clothes and I have hair. I definitely feel uncomfortable around actual cool people. I I feel that way all the time and I feel like they're thinking, "Why are you here?" Yes. So then it makes me super anxious. Who let you in? And uh, makes me want to leave. <laughs> yeah, like I see so many spots for like breakfast or coffee or whatever, you know, like and it's like that would be great to go there. That place looks really awesome. But then you see it's like always packed with people who are also aware of how cool it is and it's like, "Well, it kind of ruins it." Like it's better when you find a random coffee shop that's full of old people. It can't be full of people who are like aware how cool this place is because then it just feels like everybody's trying to show off how like, I don't know. It's just like, ah, oh, it's ruins it. Everyone here is aware of, aware of their coolness. This kind of goes against the peacefulness that we were talking about earlier. No, I'm not judging. I'm just saying like, oh, it's hard to feel comfortable. No, I'm saying it's very hard to feel comfortable in a place or to be able to go to a spot. I'll you are though. Okay. Yeah, fine. It's very hard to be able to go to a place and enjoy it and just being able to feel like welcome or a, like you're, it's for you when it feels like almost like there's a dress code or like, what's the password? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to enjoy this really awesome place too, but it feels like I have to like meet the standard of, uh, who, you know, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly how I feel too, and why I don't go anywhere. Just always feel so out of place. Plus, like, these it, people are like ten years younger than us now. Well, that too, but I mean, even if they were like the same age, I'm like, oh, I, I didn't, I shouldn't be here. Like, no one invited us. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that way too. There's I, a there's a little place called, is it, Pete's, Pete's Coffee Shop right here. Oh, it's Paul's, babe. It's not a coffee shop. It's like a red little restaurant. It's called Paul's Coffee Shop. You don't go there just for the coffee. You go there for food, too. And it's a hole in the wall, but it's awesome in there. And nobody's aware of how cool it is. It's yeah. usually just like a bunch of middle-aged people, or like retired vets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they open at like 5 or 6 and they close at 2. And nobody is there like ironically or because it's awesome. They're there because that's just where they get their ham and eggs. And it's always fucking crowded. Yes. And you feel like, oh, I don't feel judged here. Except I do when I go into there still. They serve their coffee in like mugs that they have on oh, the side of the right. wall. That is a sort And of everyone a... has like their mug that they use, yes. you know, and they have their regulars. So in those kinds of places, even though they're not like quote unquote cool hipster people, they're still regulars. So they're looking at you like, who are you, new person? I did, f- I did forget about that. Yes, yeah. the regulars there, which there are a lot, they have their, they brought their own personal coffee mugs. Yeah, and they they leave them there. Mm-hmm. So like if, which is f- awesome. Yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah, we're not, we don't belong there either. Okay, scratch all that. We don't belong anywhere. <laughs> we should just go we to. Just don't leave the house. Sizzler. You know, I have this thing that I should have brought up earlier. We'd have to be backtracking a little bit. It doesn't really apply. It's called stages of jealousy. Oh. Okay. What is... You look scared. Well, as a kid... No, I'm not scared. I'm trying to think because I made this note two weeks ago. I'm trying to remember, like, what the hell was I thinking about? But I think it had to do with, like, the whole, like, just wanting to be at peace and being, like, even more, like, um, encouraging of, like, other people's... Encouraging of other people's... 
successes. Oh. Uh, successes. There you go. Championing people instead of yes, word. Um, but like as a kid, I was extremely competitive and jealous of anyone doing anything well or like just people being having different interests like that. And I thought, or in my mind as a kid, as a young person, it was like I didn't even know it was jealousy. I just thought like I don't approve, and because that's dumb and wrong, you know, you don't you don't have the self awareness to go. Oh, I'm probably just jealous that that guy is into swing dancing and i'm not oh comfortable God. enough to do that you know yeah um Wish but instead you just dancing. you just you only know how to be like hateful or you know like judgmental and then as a teenager like i became aware like oh these guys who can like do this stuff and be confident and like go out and have all these uh personality traits that i don't have because i'm too insecure uh-huh. i recognize now that i'm jealous of them yeah which makes me dislike them even more because i'm not ready to admit openly that i'm just jealous of these guys Mm -hmm. instead of going hey man you're awesome like i can never be like that teach me how to be like that i want to be more like you i just say i hate that guy but you know (laughs) internally i go i realize i'm just jealous of this guy because he is comfortable with himself and now i'm at the stage of jealousy where it's like i can 100 admit it out loud like i'm so jealous of what you're of your talent and what you do, man. I appreciate what you do. I could never do that. I envy you, you know, and your talents. And then like, I can, uh, what's the word? I don't know. It's like a happy jealous. Or just like a being aware of like, you can be jealous of people for being good at stuff that you're not good at. And it's like, still be like, I, I, I encourage you to keep doing that. Cause like, I could never do that. And like, I admire that in you. It turns from jealousy to like admiration. I call it a happy jealous. Sure. I am happy for you, and I'm jealous in the same breath, but yeah. not in a competitive way. Not or in like, a competitive way. It's just way. like, man, I wish I could do what you can do. That's it's awesome. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's more like a it, shit. It's like, That's I th- great. I wish I was like you because I think you're awesome. I wish I was like you. I'm going to be you. <laughs> and you realize <laughs> you're looking in the mirror, and you've just given yourself the best pep talk in the world. Exactly. And I'm still looking for the word. It's champ- championing. No, that's not word. That's not. That's not word. <laughs> <laughs> Encouraging or like I support you. You're gonna be thinking about being, that the rest no, it's of the fine. night. I support you in how great you are and how much better you are than me. I'm. I'm happy about it. You know. That was a big realization to to come to years ago, but still, just not worth mentioning. But I'm not no, gonna cut it, it out. Is, no, it is, and that's a big thing that. A lot of people need to realize or come to terms with, I think, because there are people that are going to be better than you at a lot of things. And if, when you can just kind of accept and um, clap for somebody else, yeah, it just make it makes the whole situation better. Yeah. And I, I say, like, oh, you can do all these things that I can never find the courage or the ability or the confidence to do, like, at least you can do them and now I get to see someone else's like greatness, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's good. Instead of denying or pretending like you don't wish you could aspire to be something else. Right. And then maybe I feel like like I just um, missed out on so many opportunities um, because I thought like you had to hate everyone that wasn't you or anyone that like threatened your accomplishment or your success. This is on a very small scale, you know, Right. But I kind of grew up, there was a lot of that sort of like bitterness, anger, like jealousy in like the environment I was around uh-huh. when I was a kid. And so it was like, oh, this is how you treat people. Everybody's like a threat. You never um, acknowledge someone else's accomplishments or you never are happy for someone else. Like if they did something good or if they're good at something, then it's like you don't admit you're jealous. You just don't like that person. But it's really like, well, you're just mad because he's better at that thing than you. So you avoid people that you don't want to be compared to. Yep. And then you don't. I think I said this on a really old episode too. Is like I wouldn't go. It was more about. You missed out on a lot of stuff. Yeah, but it was more about insecurity than anything. Like I don't want to participate over there because I'm afraid like I won't be good enough or those guys will be better than me. Or the worst thing, what if I'm better than them? And then now I feel bad because like I took something from them. But that was rarely the case. 
I got one more thing. It's called the Twitter date test. I don't know if you want to get into it. I fucking hate Twitter. What is it? <laughs> well, somebody put on there that they were going to have a date with somebody and they had to cancel their plans or they didn't have to, but like something came up at work where like they were kind of expected to stay for work. So this person put out there, you can learn a lot from somebody if you test them with like canceling plans and see how they react. I'm jumping for joy. So I'm per- excited. basically the person was like, hey, this big thing just came up at work and we ha- our bosses want us to get on it right away. I'm sorry, but I have to cancel our plans. And the plans were in like a few hours. Oh, mm-hmm. But it was like test your date to see like if they're a cool person. Save yourself from being wasting your time with somebody who's not a good person. So basically the guy responded back like, seriously, like we're supposed to meet in a couple hours. Like I've made time to do this i got this like i made the whatever and like you're gonna cancel like this right now like come on that sucks but anyway um the thing that people were upset about was we're like wait so you are like making up stuff to test people that's not cool yeah so they're like this did you really have to cancel the day or no and they're like no i didn't really have to i could have just told my boss i had plans and it would have been okay but I wanted to see how they would react if I canceled to save myself, you know, from wasting my time with somebody that was not good. And they're like, no, you're actually the one who did the bad thing. Yeah. Because you, you, the if you genuinely, like that yeah, so it's like that's dishonest and way more screwed up than what testing people like, no. So they're, they're like, well, I did have a thing at work, but I didn't necessarily have to. Cause she's like, I didn't text him. Or, no, they're like, are you seriously just doing this to, like, test people? Because that's not cool. That's dishonest. Mm-hmm. So she, like, wasn't expecting that backlash, you yeah, know? Sure. So she kind of wanted to defend herself and was basically like, had he said, oh, I would really prefer if we do it tonight because it works best for me, you know? I don't really have any other time during the week. She's like, I totally would have went on the date. So he was, so she was testing him then? Yes. She wanted him to react a specific way and because he didn't she got angry yes so like yeah he overreacted but like from what i saw a lot of people like that's a valid way of feeling maybe he didn't need to express it to you but like that's a valid emotion to be like why are you canceling on me two hours before our date exactly like what if he was already ready like that's what he said i just he's like i showered i got got a haircut i I mean i i understand that shit happens and and whatever but like yeah, I'm sure he was just like kind of venting like, oh man, this yeah. fucking sucks. If it were me, I would and this was like just somebody I'm going on a date with, I would have been Who like Who the fuck would you be going on a date with? I would have been like, um <laughs> Oh yeah, no problem, you know, stuff like this happens. It's unfortunate, but like maybe we'll you know, we'll replan, we'll reschedule. And if it really did piss me off, I'd be like, Yeah, we're just not gonna go out with her anymore. I'm not I'm just gonna not do it. You know, but like uh, if it Still, were me, I'd be like, thank you, God. I didn't want to go anywhere. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they're not in a committed relationship or, like, they don't mean anything to each other, then she canceled the day. Who cares? Move on. It's fucked I mean, up that she did that, but... It's more fucked up that she did that. Yeah, it's not cool. But also, I'd be like, do you, do you, are you connected and to this person? Like, like, do you really have strong feelings for them? Exactly. Like, if you, re- you really wanted to go on a date with this person, but you needed to test him to pass beforehand like what if you genuinely developed feelings for this person i mean she could have fucked something up like well my thought is like flip it around like how would you have felt but what I i'm saying is like because i'm like i don't have... she could have potentially ruined a good thing yeah. just by this one stupid little test right which is like that that reaction i could my thing was like I wouldn't have reacted that way because yeah, if no, it's that's just a, a date, I would have been like, <clears throat> "You don't really mean that much cares? to me." Yeah. So like moving on, but uh, that would have been my reaction if it was like my two-year girlfriend and like this is our night to go out. What are you doing? If it was your two-year girlfriend, you'd you'd be hanging out anyway, probably wouldn't right. you? I guess I even then would have been like, uh, but I would have been probably been more honest, like, "What the fuck?" No, I don't think you would have. I think I've done that before, haven't I? No, you're at my beck and call. I will murder you. I'm murdering you tonight. No, we were both like, oh, yeah, up front, like, we have nothing else to do. So, like, we're not going to, like, play these stupid mind games, right? Well, you you. And as soon as we started dating, it was like, okay, so, like, we just spent all our free time together, right? Yeah. Um, You did do the whole, well, we've already talked about it, mind game of... 
mind game? Yeah, you did mind fuck me a little bit. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> the whole church thing. But no, that was something completely different. But as far as like... That was like the equivalent of, equivalent of saying like, my whole family's Catholic. They want me to marry someone Catholic. Can you pretend to be Catholic? And I said, sure thing. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, I got to pretend to do this too. So if you were willing to strap that on... Whoa, and I did. Oh, boy, and it hurt. Um, if you're willing to take oh, on that responsibility, God. you can, but I'm not going to like f- put that on you. And then she's like, no, put it on me. And he did. Didn't you? Yep. <laughs> I don't, yeah, that's it. We're talking about sexual intercourse, that part, right? It was implied. And it will be. There was a double be. entendre. There was a end. And it will oh. be implied later. This. <laughs> That's all I have. I think we should go. The kids are not happy. Hey, don't say that. We're good parents. Next week, we will bring to you more. More. If it's next week. Might be the week after. I if don't we know. do it like this, maybe. This was just off the Well, hit. it was great talking to you. Thanks for doing this. Sure. Let's Hope go to get see the you kids. Again. Lord, it is too late. Let's get him in What bed time is now. it? 7.45. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye.